0: We hope that by doing our thing, doing this really well making sure that it's all very easy and for you as an employee and as an employer, like there's no threshold to hire internationally, we level the playing field a little bit. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? you've come to the right place. Let's get into the show.
1: Welcome to another edition of um, Payments Innovation Podcast. This is my first video uh, edition, so they've forced me to be on video now, so I've had to <laughs> kind of have a while to do my makeup. But I am joined today by Joe van der Voort from Remote. Joe, great to have you on the, on the, the podcast. And thanks, thanks, for, thanks for joining all the way from, from Braga in Portugal.
0: Thank you. Yeah, happy to be here.
1: Now, you're all set up. I can see you've got the headphones, the microphone. Um, my marketing team have been shouting at me because I, I haven't ordered the gear and I've actually moved out of um, New York City for, for a couple of months. Um, so I haven't kind of transported the gear with me, but hopefully I come through you know, as professional sounding as you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't know I, i'm not hearing myself so
1: and <laughs> um, so listen why don't, why don't we dive into kind of you and, and, and your background and then come on to you know the company remote and 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 kind of how you got into that and how you set that up
0: sure yeah um i have a background in neuroscience so i worked as a scientist uh, for a number of years dropped out of that because i discovered that the world of the academic world and the world of science is very slow and I'm a rather impatient person. So I, I, I left that to pursue, you know, my own ventures. I started the startup. The ran out of money really quickly. Uh, startup was actually somewhat related to what I do today. We were trying to use like early machine learning to match people with jobs but I, I, I didn't have the experience and uh, nor the money. Like I literally had no money to live on. So that, that, uh, that, that stopped really quickly. Um, and, but I was a pretty good uh, programmer. So I ended up finding a job in the Netherlands building software for the Dutch government, um, identity software. And there I met Sid, the CEO of GitLab, um, who was also working there. And when he left to work on GitLab, I joined him. And I, uh, I led product GitLab since it's, since the beginning, uh, until I left, which was January last year, 2019 Feel, feels like a really long time ago. It does not that long
1: ago. So you've got some scars from the, um, the startup world. And then you obviously went to work for what is now an incredibly successful company, GitLab. Yeah. But then you decided that, you know, you hadn't got enough scars. So you thought <laughs> you'd, you'd go again. Um, and you came and you came to remote. So perhaps we can just. Spend a couple of minutes on you know, what remote is. I think the, the clue is in the name. But uh, for those of you who don't get it, what, what what's remote all about?
0: Yeah. So you know, when I was at GitLab, GitLab never had any offices. So we would just hire the best person we could find, and we would be faced with the same problem every time, which is we would hire someone, and then we had to figure out, oh, this is a person that lives in Portugal. We've never hired someone in Portugal, and now we have to you know pay them like and get them benefits and get them like something compliant. Uh, And and doing that was uh, a pain. We're a software business. We don't want to be in a business of, you know, managing all these compliance issues and employment uh, challenges. And so, you know, our options were always the same, which is we found our own entity in a country, which is at incredible cost and overhead. Or alternatively, we work with some employer of record kind of service. And so we did both. We created a bunch of entities. We, we worked with a number of these kind of employer of record businesses. And experience was always painful. Like it was very bureaucratic. It was very slow. And on top of that, it was very expensive. And this was a challenge that, you know, we had all the time at GitLab. Like we constantly struggled with it. And we... we we were limited in hiring people in particular countries because of not finding a good solution. We, we had to like set a, a soft cap on particular countries and other countries we had problems because we wanted to move over people from working as contractors to employees. And that was always very challenging. And uh, so I figured if I'm going to do something else after GitLab, and I was always intending to found my own startup, again, I, I want to help more organizations Build a distributed team like we did at GitLab because of all the advantages that that has. And so I figured I would try to solve what we've experienced as one of the biggest hurdles. Uh, so it wasn't communication. It wasn't collaboration collaboration remotely. It was, it was this. And so what remote does is we provide that service. We are an employer of record in many different countries in the world. And um, we do that by having our own entity. So I am personally going through the pain again of setting up all these entities in all these different countries, figuring out what the local labor laws are. Um, But so that our customers who are employers can come to us and they say, you know, I want to hire someone in Portugal. And then we say, okay, and we take care of that. Uh, And then the only thing they have to do every single month is just pay our invoice. And what we do is take care uh, of payroll benefits and compliance related matters uh, in all the countries that they hire people through uh, through remote with. Um, and there's a few things that are unique about us. First, that we only have our own entity. So we operate our own global infrastructure, uh, which is complicated, but it gives us the benefit of being very fast and very flexible. Um, and second to that, you know, we are, we, both me and my co-founder, Marcella. we are software people. We've been building software for a large part of our lives, most of our adult life. And so the whole business is just ran by like a, a simple, relatively uh, simple app. With it, and signing up and employing someone is like signing up to to Twitter, really. And then, uh, lastly, you know, we all provide through a flat fee, so we don't take a percentage of total cost of employment or or anything. Um, and 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 that's very, you know, that was a very conscious decision because we want to encourage employers, you know, paying fairly everywhere in the world.
1: So. I think it's interesting because you guys have, or you, you had a podcast you know, back in kind of 2018, I think your first episode yep. was, and I think it was actually your partner, Car- uh, Carlo, who was on, on the podcast.
0: On oh, the first um,
1: episode, yeah. <laughs> on the first episode, and I think yeah, yeah. You, know, you were talking then around kind of why, why remote working is something to discuss at all. Yep. Like, I guess, you know, a couple of years ago, it was something that maybe some, some cool kind of tech focused companies did, but the rest of the world was, wasn't really there yet. Um, and I think it's clear that for personal reasons, and you talk about this a lot, and I think you were expecting a, a, a child at the point, point. Um, and so you, you know, for personal reasons, you can, you expect, you've got to spend time with your dog, with your family, you see your children growing up, you, you don't have the you know, two, three hours a day of, of commuting. And I think Carla mentioned something on that that was quite interesting, and she was saying that a lot of companies were just not really there yet. They weren't really open to employing remote people. Now, 2020 happens. And this lovely thing called COVID (laughs) happens. Um, So how have you seen your business shift in the last kind of six months? And is it a different type of client or employer that you're now speaking to who's looking to say, listen, you know, because remote is great for the employee, but it's also great for the employer because you have this global talent pool to go and pick from. And it doesn't really matter matter where they're moving. So if an employee comes to you and says, I'm leaving in two months, I'm going to move abroad. I guess with you guys and, and companies like you guys, it's, that's fine. We can sort this out. So how have you seen that shift in, I guess, type of customer?
0: Yeah. I mean, interestingly, you know, we've been only operating as, as like a business that sells this product since around the time that COVID started. So like there's not a clear before and after for us. It's all like one big swoop. Um, what we did see, however, is that you know, a lot of our customers are the typical companies that you would expect. Um, Not as much as you would think. Like we have a few like very interesting organizations. You know, we have a few companies that make food or like hardware and that are just as distributed as the software companies that uh, work with us. Um, I I think the interesting bit has been seeing the shift in some organizations. There are quite a few of our customers uh, and our prospective customers that we're talking to that they used to be everybody in the office and like like our expansion models essentially open another office in one other city and that now basically all their new hires they come in remotely and none of them have the expectation of ever going to an office and uh, that has been very interesting and i think one you know a few few examples that I, i i spoke to about more often are organizations that used to bring in people even from abroad, help them move, help them get a visa that are now like, well, you know, everybody's working remotely anyway, might as well not move them over and just have them work from wherever they want. And uh, that has been very interesting to see that, you know, we have customers that have thousands of employees and uh, now they have the first few that are essentially out of San Francisco, you know, and then like all like across the ocean, across the, the other side of the planet, but... That's been very interesting. And I think that's a very positive trend because I think ultimately that's where we should be going.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we we set ourselves up as currency cloud as a, what we like to call kind of remote first. But, you know, that something like this forces your hand yeah. and there's so many things that you don't really understand. Yeah. Um, so it's been a really interesting journey and I'm sure a, a lot of people are going through this. Um, but listen, so I want to shift slightly because, you know, this is obviously a, a payments innovation podcast. And whilst whilst I think remote working, um, is on top of everybody's mind at the moment about how to do it and, and the benefits that it can bring if if done correctly. Obviously, one of the one of the big challenges um, as a company around starting to hire people in different locations and especially different countries um, is the payroll aspect. And so, how do you suddenly, and unless you're going to open up an office and a bank account, you know, as a European com- company in Australia or in wh- wherever it might be, you're going to have to pay your employees yeah Um, and they're not going to necessarily accept you know euros everywhere in the world or dollars everywhere in the world so so talk to me a little bit about how you guys have seen that challenge and how you're kind of addressing that and and what employees or employers and employees kind of should should think about um either becoming a a remote um, employee or or starting to employ people kind of across borders in, in, in different countries
0: well, I mean, to answer the last question, is that you should just work with us because we solve all the pain. But <laughs> I set you up, there, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very good of you, Rich. But, you know, well, let me start by saying that this is a massive, massive challenge for us. Uh, it has been uh, <laughs> continues to be so. It's, it's an incredible challenge. So, you know, one of the things is we have all these entities across the world in almost every one of those countries. We do have a bank account and that's not because we want to. Well, we really don't want to. you would love to just be able to have one bank account and arrange everything from there <laughs> that's that's not at all the case. The challenges have been very interesting and very varied. you know you know core challenges are are relatively simple, like you know you you have multiple currencies and you are legally required to always pay out you know everybody that's employed through us is an employee and as an employee you have to get the exact salary that is on your payslip. Like everywhere in the world, this is the same. Uh, and it means that you, know, you have to have a, a way to reliably know how much money is going to end up on someone's account, which is actually a lot harder than, than, than said. It's easy if you have one bank account and you send the money over, but it becomes significantly more difficult if you have many bank accounts. You have to move money between those bank accounts. You have to deal with the various, various currencies. And then you have things like transfer fees and other interesting surprises. Um, And even so far as, you know, I live here in Portugal and here, if you want to pay tax authorities, which we do all the time as remote, right? Because we take our payroll, so we pay the tax authorities. If If you pay the tax authority, you have to do it in a specific way. And traditionally here, it's been said, like you can only use a, Portuguese bank account because only Portuguese bank accounts have built their system in a way so that you can pay directly through the Portuguese tax authorities. Now, luckily we figured out a way to do it without going, you know, we can use currency cloud actually for this, but it's been it's been incredibly challenging to to do this and incredibly expensive to be honest, right? If you you know, we have a network of bank accounts and it's still not easy. It's it's still a lot of work to to make this happen. One of the things we have to think about is that, you know, from an accounting principle, all entities in the world, they have to all sort of act as if they are their own business and they work fully independently. And so we have to think about things like transfer pricing and and that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, uh, what can I say? It's 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 a real hassle. It's it's a lot a lot of work. And um, you know, what we are actively working on, which is why you and I are also talking and we know each other, is we are actively working on automating this all the way. So we use a whole bunch of tricks, but a lot of things we we can't fully automate yet. And yeah, we're looking to use Currency Cloud to like solve most of our issues.
1: <laughs> and, and, and yeah, this this kind of feels like leaving the witness slightly. It it wasn't it wasn't a loaded question. Um, is is a space that I think we find really interesting. Um, a because I think there's a, you know, a a problem here that we can help solve together with 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 people like you guys. Um, but I think it's, it's one of these things that you you didn't necessarily set yourselves up to be a payments company or an Fun. FX company, and yeah. your your clients are the same. But it just so happens that you know in, in terms of payments, it's it's a part of what you do. It's a part of what, what people have to think about. And for me, it kind of comes down to this whole world of, I guess, kind of embedded finance, embedded payments, and how people are just looking to have a seamless process. I just want to be able to pay the person that I've employed, you know, the other side of the Atlantic, or wherever it might be, seamlessly and on time. As you said, you know, these guys have um, a, a right to be paid what's on their payslip, and they don't want to see, you know, you know, a couple of percent taken out because of the cross-currency. They don't want to see 30 bucks, 30 euros taken out um, through a corresponding banking network. Uh, so there's so many things that you need to think about did you think it would be this complex getting into it obviously you you know you you talked about the scars from previous startups and you thought actually you know what we had at GitLab um was really interesting in terms of the the benefits of having a uh, remote workforce and what you could bring to to the rest of uh, the world i guess but when when you started thinking about this did you think it would be that complex because when i first got into payments and and fx i I didn't realize it was that complex and that, that that many moving parts and I have a number of scars from, you know, 15, 20 years in the business, but you know, that's my, that's my business. You know, this isn't necessarily your business though.
0: Oh no, no idea that it would be this complex, you know, in a lot of ways, the way we reasoned about it early on is that, you know, we might struggle with fees and like high, high, you know, large expenses because we have to do all these international transfers and because, you know, paying to specific people and trying to, expedite payments, like that was our real, our, our main concern is like it's, it was just going to be very expensive. But I think the real challenge lies in, you know, if you roll it yourself, well, which is one, it's, it just doesn't work, right? Like that is what we've learned, like it doesn't work. You can't use a single bank account and just reliably pay all over the world. Like it does not work from like a traditional bank or uh, let alone the newcomer banks, which usually use like a different bank backing them. It's we, we had a lot of bad experiences with that. I think one like the challenges have been not so much the cost. It is like for a large degree been reliability or ability at all to pay, right? Or And, mm-hmm. and lack of automation. It's been extremely disappointing to see what banks can do like we can barely get them to do the thing like basic banking things and even then we often struggle you know we start out as a for the banks each individual bank considers us a small small company you know we have a few million bucks on in, in the bank you know, no one cares about that um, but we have like 25 international entities so we have to do things that like large enterprises tend to do banking wise but these banks they don't recognize us as a large enterprise and so we they can't do a you know, they can do it as any wafers. Like it's hard to at all to speak with anyone. It takes us a week to get in contact with someone. And yeah, yeah, we have a, have a lot of failed payments. We have a lot of, you know, struggles to identify what the cost is of things. We have no transparency whatsoever about anything we do really. And it's that's really tricky. Like it's it's been it's been really hard. And and to be honest, like I we thought early on like there would be many payment providers that could solve our problems <laughs> the more we learn, the less that that's true. So yeah, it's been it's been incredibly challenging. And, and we're very lucky, we have a very strong team of people that have experienced in these kind of things. So, you know, we've been figuring it out, but it's it's been very difficult.
1: Yeah, and listen I can attest to that from the conversations that we've had with, with the team. It's you know the, the team over there kind of understand it. Now they don't necessarily have the silver bullet at the moment but they 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 understand the challenges but there there are plenty of people who have these challenges who have no idea whatsoever how to, to handle it and i'm guessing yeah. for unless people like remote can can solve these challenges then this is surely a a big barrier for a an employer looking to employ people overseas but also an employee because ultimately if i if i want to be a remote employee but there's no way I can get paid kind of on time and and in full then it might affect my decision to kind of move move to a you know a, a different role
0: yeah 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 absolutely um and uh, this is you know this is one of the the things that that we were always hoping to do is like if we are very successful in allowing essentially anyone to be hired from anywhere, we give individuals much more freedom in in choosing the kind of organization they want to work for, and yeah a hard requirement for that is you get paid, get paid on time, sufficiently the correct amount, uh, and compliant. It's not a big ask, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, it is not a big ask, but you know, to be fair, you know, if you live in the United States or in, in the UK, and almost in almost all cases, you're employed locally by a local employer, and they will be able to pay you exactly and and precisely. But if you live almost anywhere else in the world and you work for a company in the UK or the US, you, in, in in many cases, you'll be employed you won't be employed, you'll be a contractor and you have a contractor agreement. And uh, the burden is really on you to figure out how to receive your money because your employer is just going to wire you US dollars or, you know, British pounds. And then it's up to you to see whether you can receive it, what kind of rates you're going to get um, and, and how that's going to work. And, you know, there's many different players in the market, but yeah, it's, it feels very strange to rely on this, like, random little banking app that you discover that has really surprisingly good rates, but it could also shut you down any any day or the next. And um, yeah, it's it's a very interesting dynamic. And I, you know, we hope that by doing our thing doing this really well, making sure that it's all very easy. And for you as an employee and as an employer, like there's no threshold to hire internationally, we level the playing field a little bit.
1: I love that. So we're going to fix this obviously together. I think you know, with, with, um, we're having some really good conversations. But so apart from the payments moving aside, I think this is a good kind of way to end. So what, what, what does t- the rest of 2020 and moving into 2021 hold for you guys, you know, apart from solving obviously these, these interesting payment challenges?
0: Yeah, so we, you know, we we're expanding across many countries, which is a big challenge. It takes a lot of time, an incredible amount of paperwork. I never thought I would buy a dedicated document scanner, but it's right here behind me in my office, uh, just so I can sign things, scan them quickly, thirty-page documents, and and send them on away. The and yeah, we we're just expanding everything we do. So we started out by offering basically payroll and standard benefits to. A handful of countries. By the end of the year, we hope to be in about 40 different countries, uh, which is going to be stretched. It's going to be hard, but we're we're doing our best to get there. Uh, and at the same time, we're expanding our products. so you know we're making it easier and faster to do anything you would want to do. And on anything, for instance, the the ability to. Um, give options to employees worldwide, which is an incredible challenge because individual countries are not prepared for it, like the US is. But we are pretty confident that we have a good solution, so I'm excited about that rolling out.
1: Awesome. Well, I think yeah, you know, this this is a startup that looks like it's really going to work. <laughs> and I think yeah, you know, I've, I've told you this before. It's you seem to have a crystal ball to set up uh, this type of business you know, just <laughs> in time, just in time for this pandemic. joke Joe, listen, thank Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Wish you all the best and listen together. We can solve these payments challenges. Thanks, Rich. Good, man. Take care.
0: Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.
1: Until next time.